This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. You, as always, how do you brew your coffee? It used to be we would brew a pot of coffee by putting coffee grounds in a filter in a machine, which would use hot water to brew us a fresh cup of coffee. But as we all know, there is a growing number of Canadians and people around the world who use individual serving K-cups, which are then thrown in the garbage and deposited in landfill sites. How do you feel about this? Is the waste making you reconsider the way you brew your coffee. Maybe you've come up with a your own way of brewing coffee by using, like in my case, I use the K-cups that you reuse. You keep washing them. They're like little individual filters. And not only does it cost a whole lot less because you're filling it with your own coffee, but you think of the K-cups you're not throwing in the garbage. But there's also... Uh, an environmentally sound option. And we're going to Sylvain Charlebois. He's the Dean of Faculty of Management and Professor in the Faculty of Agriculture at Dalhousie University in Halifax. On the line with us. Hello, Sylvain. Good afternoon. Tell us about this concept to reverse the environmental waste of K-cups. Yes. Well, for many Many years, uh, many companies have been trying to uh, sell us the concept of recycling. Uh, so you, buy, you would buy your K-cups and, and use them at home, and, and companies would expect you to disassemble the cup and put some of uh, the, the coffee grinds into the compost and the rest in, into the recycling. But obviously, um, after one or two, consumers don't necessarily appreciate uh, the inconvenience since they actually bought into the technology uh, because of its convenience in the first place. So it really didn't much make sense. It's not working. But in recent years, uh, we've actually been able to develop, uh, we as in the University of Guelph, uh, championed by a company called Club Coffee, a uh, well-known vendor, a contract manufacturer out of Toronto. They've, uh, they've championed this uh, concept uh, of the compostable uh, coffee pod. So essentially, you would use it, and once it's used, you would just throw it. The, you would throw the entire thing into your compost, into your green bin. Absolutely, perfect. Uh, so, has it being? Is it being embraced by the various coffee chains? Well, here's here's the issue. Uh, so, in Ontario and in, in many provinces around the country, the the challenge is that. Composting is not funded by provinces, so municipalities are very careful uh, with, uh, with what products or what kinds of material they accept into their compost. Okay, so it has to be approved first by municipalities before the coffee companies will take it on. Absolutely, and uh. from one municipality to another, uh, standards do differ, which makes things very complicated. And and years, for many years, we've actually have seen products that don't necessarily break up all that well, uh, even though there was a promise of of uh, of composting uh, related to the product. But in this case, the compostable powder, we've seen many tests 
be conducted by several municipalities, and, and tests are conclusive. But the challenge, of course, it goes back to funding. Who's going to pay for that? And, and municipalities just don't want to confuse the marketplace, suggesting that some pods are compostable while others aren't. So they just don't want their compost to be contaminated. We've been so environmentally conscious. Uh, I mean, we've been using the recycling bins in Toronto since the late 80s. We've been using the green bins for about 15 years. So I know this idea of throwing things in the garbage haunts a lot of us because of of the environmental training we've received. Uh, Al in Toronto, you're on Fight Back. Uh, Jane Brown in for Libby's Nimer. Uh, Do you use the K-Cups? Uh, I did use the K-Cup for a couple of years, not there. And then uh, when I found out, I switched to the, the pods. They're like tea bags, not there. And uh, it, they can be, uh, you know, compound and all that. And the bags are also 68% degradable. So they're trying to get it 100%, but, you know. And so the community you live in, you are able to throw these pods in your green bin? Yes. And what community do you live in? Uh, we're out in the uh, Port Perry area. Okay, well, that, well, that's good news. Sylvan, yeah. that's very good news. Are you aware of uh, Port Perry's municipal bylaws with regards to this? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. Uh, so, uh, it, yeah, of course, uh, this, is, this is good news. But when you look at uh, cities like Toronto, uh, larger municipalities, uh, they, they, it, it, there, are, there are some challenges there. And so uh, the technology exists. Uh, Loblaw actually has uh, added its very precious uh, brand, President's Choice, on, on the technology uh, as, as, um, as soon as last week. In fact, at their AGM, Galen Weston himself served coffee to uh, participants in the room uh, with the compostable pod, making a point, basically a call-out to the technology because uh, they, they, they know that uh, many municipalities aren't necessarily uh, willing to accept the pot, at least not yet. But things are moving, uh, particularly in Ontario, with Bill 151, uh, looking at uh, how, uh, the, how recycling and composting will be funded uh, moving forward. So things are slowly moving, but there are many consumers asking for it. They just don't know it exists, but by talking about it, of course, more and more people will ask for the compostable pod. It is available in Loblaw, but it's not. You have to open the box to basically notice that the pod is actually compostable. So there's there's a very discreet way of marketing the compost uh, compostable pod right now, but um, no no more needs to be done. Right, and I would think if you, I mean, you, if you get a Loblaw on board, and then you've got Metro and No Frills and uh, and Food Basics, and then you get a Toronto and a Montreal on board, it seems like you would get the ripple effect. Oh, absolutely. Let's face it: retailers, uh, food retailers, love uh, that category. They just love it because. It's a high-margin product, and it brings a lot of consumers at the center of the store. And they've been struggling to do that. And at the center of the store, many private labels are there. So they, they care about the category, but sales are, are starting to soften. More and more people are walking away 
from the product because of environmental concerns. Well, and, and what about, I mentioned off uh, the top of this segment, um, and I think I got them at Kitchen Stuff, the, the little plastic reusable filters that you put in your individual maker, and I've been using mine for years. I think I've, I've purchased an, another set that's in the wings in case these ones break down, but... Yes. I mean, why aren't more people using those, or is it just they're not out there in the same way that the the regular pods are? Well, it's just it's again it goes back it goes back to convenience. Uh, I mean, you need in order to for this to make it work. What what uh, convenience always trump environmental uh, the environmental uh, aspect of, of the product. That's in food we've seen it often, often, but this is. I think this is just the beginning uh, because there are more and more people living alone, uh, getting older. There's going to be a lot more single-served products out there being offered to us. And and I think the pressure to provide uh, food products with packages that is that with, with a packaging that is compostable is it only, is only going to mount. Well, what's amazing uh, is that more than 91% of Canadians drink some amount of coffee. We are a Tim Hortons nation. We love our coffee. Particularly outside the household. Did you know that Canadians are the number one, is the number one, Canada's the number one nation in the world to drink coffee outside the home? That's the Tim Hortons effect. Right, the Starbucks Ah. effect, exactly. Now, what about you in the audience? Do you use K-cups or K-cup equivalents? Do you refuse to? How can you get away from this technology when it's everywhere? 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740. And I mean, I told you my personal story, but I have to disclose that we have an industrial Keurig down the hall here at the Zoomerplex where I get a coffee every morning and use the disposable K-cup and throw it. It goes into the machine, presumably, and then it eventually ends up in a landfill. So even for those of us at home who are being responsible at work, we're in a situation where we're having to, to use the, uh, dispo- uh, the, the throwaway ones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's 10 billion K-cups being thrown away every year. Uh, so it's an alarming number. And, uh, and that's why there's been some research looking at how we can make these uh, K-cups uh, compostable. So uh, don't absolutely, and and more and more people, uh, as soon as they're aware of this possibility, they will start asking for it, or else they'll just go back to the old filter coffee. They, there's been some gains with the K cup though, because uh, they've often said that we'll, we'll, with filtered coffee, the number one consumer of coffee is the kitchen sink. Okay, because <laughs> you often don't drink the whole. That's true. Mug, so you just throw a lot of it. So with the K cup, of at least you're not wasting coffee, but you're wasting a lot more things. Okay, let's get to our calls before we have to say goodbye for today. Laura, what would you like to say about the K cup and how you brew your coffee? I just put the water, enough water for a cup full of coffee, in a pot, and put in a, a scoop of coffee grounds. Bring it to a boil, let it settle, drink the coffee, rinse out the pot, throw the coffee grounds out on the front lawn. Now, I realize everybody can't do that, but if you live on in your own house, on your own property, you can, it's easy to do. That way, the coffee grounds get ground up into the, into the lawn, right? Well, that's right. There is no waste, is there? 
No, that's right. Thank you, Laura. That is, I mean, up until not that long ago, most of us were doing the same thing. John in Unionville, uh, how do you brew your coffee? Well, I use my Keurig uh, Brewmaster, and I also use uh, the Real Cup, which is made by Mother Parker's, and it the cup itself is 100% recyclable. And you peel them out, and then you use the coffee grounds, and the only thing going into the garbage is the actual foil lid and the uh, sack that the coffee grounds were sitting in. Well, that's, that's much a, that's much better, isn't it? It's 100% better, and uh, Mother Parker's obviously spent a lot of money um, trying to come up with this. And uh, But, you know, if you go to Costco or wherever and buy the Tim Hortons brand or a few brands, have uh, it's called the Real Cup, R-E-E-L, and it's a it's a great uh, great way to still have your coffee and help the environment. And that's at Costco. You can get these real cup. Yep. And, okay. And I, you probably get them at Loblaws too. Anything made by Mother Parker's, um, you know, they brew a, a lot of uh, and roast a lot of beans for a lot of manufacturers. So. Um, you probably even go on the Mother Parker's website and see what real cups are available. John, thank you so much for that tip. That's great to know. My pleasure. So, Sylvain, um, is in ter- awareness is the big thing about these compostable pods. So, is there for more information online? Is there a place where Canadians can go to get more news about this, or perhaps lobby their municipalities? What kinds of tips can you offer? Well, you can go if you Google Pure Pod One Hundred, you'll end up uh, on the website of the compostable pod. Uh, your most recent caller uh, mentioned that recycling is uh, is an interesting uh, solution. I, I must say that it, it's just inconvenient. Uh, in, in in reality, when people start to recycle, they may recycle one or two cups, but after that, they'll just throw it away. They they just they just won't have the time. Whereas a compostable pod. Everybody would have the time to just throw one thing away. Right. PurePod100.ca? PurePod100.ca? That's correct. Okay. Thanks so much, Sylvain Charlebois, on this new technology for the compostable pod. Appreciate your time. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.